I don't wanna go to work. I just wanna chill and play all day. Look 'em dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you work. I don't wanna go to work. I love this song. All right, all right. Woo! We're back. Clap it up, everybody. We're back. Yes, another episode of the. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. The Jobs Blow podcast with Brianna and Josh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The podcast for dreamers with day jobs. That's us. Um, and today's podcast is titled, Where Do You Draw the Line? Which will make a lot more sense um, as we start and uh, take and, over the conversation with our guest. With our guest. But how, how are you today? I'm actually good, Josh. I um, finally got some freelance work. Good for you. Doing, and, remind and, everybody, well, doing. Um, some marketing um, and potential for some writing, but the great part of this is unemployment's running out and oh. just in time. So good. So it's coming along at the right time. Yes, but obviously this this was job that the interview yesterday that you had, or oh, you have another one? Coming uh, up. No, it was last week. Last week. Good for you. You are a good interviewer. I feel like you go in, they like you. I don't know, Josh, but am regardless, I just, am I just BSing that? Yes. that's our next podcast, the yes. BS podcast. Yes, but. You know, just a reminder, this podcast was inspired because by be, it's my dream job to be broadcast and interviewing and um, but I've gotta make some money to Where did you always want to do it with the dream was with with entertainment, entertainment tonight? I used to wake up from dreams with that theme song in my in wow. my head. Well we're we're doing it. We're doing it, Brianna. Or you're doing it. I mean we're here at the Comic Strip Live on eighty second street in New York City. We're in their podcast booth, the studios here and you're doing it. You're you're making things happen. You're living your dream. You're yes. about to have a job and be a dreamer with a day job that you are now doing at night. Good but more you. importantly, Josh, how are you? I am obviously super excited for you. That's how I am. <laughs> you're living you're living in my dream. Well, because... let's see what what's happened to me uh job-wise. I had a an interview for a camp director job in Queens that I did not really want to get. And then guess what? I didn't get it anyway. So that, those are the worst. Those when are you get the rejected for when the you job think you you're going to get want. it. You're like, I totally should get this job, and then I didn't even get a, a call for the follow up interview. So you're like, wow, I'm a little, my head's a little bigger than it, it, it is. All right, good. Yeah. And um, but otherwise, you know, uh, you know, uh, some good and bad going on, but. Uh, my father's business, um, he passed away recently, which is sad, sad, and everybody is, you know, reeling from that, but, you know, his business, um, his business was interesting and I may, uh, get involved in that. So that could be something that becomes my job as I dream or continue to dream to be a comedian and actor. So here we go. Yeah. So that was our commiserating part of the show. I love how she just, she, <laughs> she compartmentalized. I have to. She's like, okay, first bracket is done. Next the no, bullet. But so I, again, this show was inspired by um, our unemployment woes. Um, over the years. Over the years. And we're just, you know, we really just want to bring people together to commiserate, be entertained and be inspired by our, by our amazing guests. Right, Which, and just so you guys all know, if uh, you're getting to us just now, uh, Brianna and I have known each other for about 16 years, right? 17 yes. years since 2002, doing stand-up comedy when we were both very young, and you were recently unemployed at the time, right? Yes, yes. So that happened, and I was working some crappy jobs at the time, and you know, you stay in touch over the years, your friends, and all kinds of things happen, and people get laid off, and oh my God, let's do a podcast about it, and here we are, the Jobs Blow podcast. 
Um, and should we talk to our guest now or to keep ignoring Is she her? here? She is here. Is she, did she get here yet? Yes. Oh, she's been sitting at Welcome, the table Welcome, Brooke. Brooke Hagel. Thank you. Brooke, what, what is your job title? What, what? Uh, freelance fashion illustrator. Okay. Fabulous Thank freelance you. illustrator. Can we, can we, come on. Come on. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Come on. Cla- you know, why why am I the only one clapping? Okay, okay. Come on. You're really going to irritate people, I can Sorry. already say. Anyway, so... Because our guests in the beginning of this podcast are all people that we know who come from our lives. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Go. Because you want to say it, so just say it. Well, no, I need to. Brooke used to babysit for me, and that was during well, for her. your daughter. Not for, for my. <laughs> she used to come, Brian. Little would, did you know, I was in the room asleep while you were watching. No, but. No, but they don't know how old I am. Just so you know, I'm not, you know. Like, <laughs> She's not 85. She's not 80. She babysat back in the my, 70s. Yeah, like, she babysat for my daughter, what, was six years ago? What did you say? Yeah, six okay. or seven. Okay. Maybe? But so far, Brooke is, is our second guest and is also the second person out of Brianna's wealth of great friends, <laughs> which she wanted to illustrate that I now just did for everybody. So. Actually, I think it was more like eight or nine. Sorry, okay. Because I went through, you know how they have the 2009, 2019 right. thing now? I was recently looking at all my pictures from 2009. And it definitely wasn't. Well, she's ten, so she was like, t- I think two or three, okay. so seven, yeah, eight I years. Think, yeah, I yes. think yeah. Yes. Where were you living? At the time? Um, up, up here, up here, right here. Yes. Up east side. So while Brooke was babysitting, I was running into you in the neighborhood. Great. So Telling again, jokes. again, our worlds are colliding. Wow. Colliding. Did I ever run into you, Brooke? Does this face look familiar? Does this voice <laughs> sound familiar? <laughs> Uh, Josh has had, not. he's been on cartoons. When you babysat okay. Ella, you may have seen it. What was the I was on uh, the Nick Jr. show, Team Umizumi. I was the I was the human character amongst the cartoons. Oh. So I played Chef Mario. My cousin was the human character in Sausage Party. Like, you know how they all play right. hot dogs hot and all dogs that? Day. She was the one who played the actual person. Person. It's so party. fun <laughs> because when you're doing that, when you're shooting yeah. that, it's completely huge. Not just a, a room that's green. I was in a sound stage that was huge and green and these little green balls all over the place so they would just direct you of like which balls to talk to it was the most like humbling acting yeah. thing because you're like hello Mr. hello how Am are I the you? only one that's just tripped up on the sausage party part of it she can't get away from the jobs <laughs> podcast. all she said was let's not associate it too much with what the confusing name could be and now she's commenting on I'm it again sorry for all the perverts who've joined us I'm just trying to keep you entertained um but back to brooke because brooke is awesome and she's here to inspire all of you artists out there who might be in a day job just trying to make your dream come true brooke let's talk about so who are your clients today who who are you working with um so i work a lot with vogue uh ferragamo a lot of the top luxury brands yeah but i don't know are you familiar with any of those well, ferragamo is clearly the um brand that i have in, I don't really know what that is. Harry Winston, Cartier. Un- unemployment, <laughs> little, little known brand. unemployment is not allowing me to shop at any of those <laughs> places currently, but I, I think that's pretty freaking Well, amazing. explain that for everyone. So what is uh, give us a little more insight into the kind of work you do for those brands. So I'm a fashion illustrator, and I sometimes it's, sometimes it's just um, doing a sketch for an invitation or for an editorial in a magazine, and then other times usually for the luxury brands it's doing live events and party sketching and so you're a rich person's caricature artist yes <laughs> yes way to dumb the, it down the, <laughs> I'm, I'm working for everyone here no i like that that's exactly it's like kind of like a character at a bat mitzvah but super fancy and chic and fashionable but you also work for just 
regular people because yeah. I know she did an amazing um, illustration of my daughter that we used on our holiday cards. Yeah, so people also commissioned me to sketch them or their families. And I'm on a website called If Only that's one of a kind experiences. So one of the gifts you could buy on If Only is a custom fashion illustration by me um, or have me come to your party or event, you know, your bridal shower and stuff like that. And just for a background, what's your degree in? How'd you get that training? So I went to FIT and my degree is in fashion design. But even though I majored in fashion design, I always wanted to be a fashion illustrator. Um, but all my teachers told me you couldn't and there was no, you know, market for that anymore. And because they back in the day used to sit like sidelines at the fashion shows and then they would sketch and send it into Women's Wear Daily to be published. But now we have digital and photography and Amazing. they would all say there's no fashion illustrators anymore. And you were always an artist as a kid or yeah. not really? Is it true or not true? Your, was it your father is an art te- was an art teacher? My dad, yeah, my dad was a, a shop teacher. So he would like make woodwork stuff, but he was also a ceramicist. My cousin is very famous, and Louise Nevelson. She's a sculptor in the Met and MoMA. Wow, um, dropping names. Family. My mom was a designer for Polo. Wow. So okay. everyone's so a you had quite the bar that you had to reach. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Every, everyone's very artsy. And you doing? And Brooke, you did it on your own. I oh, mean, yeah. for for those you know names that you're dropping, <laughs> you you achieved yeah. where you are. It's funny. Just a, a night or two ago, I had a friend over, and she's like, "Well, you know, anything happens. You know, your parents could help you." I'm like. She's like, you have such supportive parents. I'm like, I do? <laughs> really? I'm like, uh, thanks for telling me that. She's like, you don't? They wouldn't just give you, like, 10000 if you needed it? I'm like, um, no, Shame on I, you, yeah. mom and dad. Shame. No, but I more so, not. it's not like anything that they were great yeah. at sculpting or, or woodwork yeah, or ceramic. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not things that could have helped you necessarily in your venture. Yeah, no. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, okay. they helped me in that. I always took art classes and always, you know, went to museums, and we were always very... You know. They fed your passion yeah. a little. Okay, so we need to cover the time between your degree to your success where you are now. Because it wasn't an overnight thing, as I mentioned, you babysat for right. my daughter. Right. Um, so talk Was to that us a, a job bit. that blew? <laughs> <laughs> no, her daughter's the cutest. I know. Um, <laughs> see what her. I'm saying? Um, so, Brooke, talk to us about the journey um, that got you so to So I graduated, and I did, like, a little this, a little that. I was an assistant to a TV personality. Then I got a corporate job, which was, like, total 9 to 5 corporate for a publisher. Um, working in design, but sitting, you know, in a tiny office at a desk um, for three and a half years. I was in corporate America. I mean, it was fun because sometimes I'd do photo shoots. Sometimes I'd go to expos. Sometimes I'd have shopping days to product research but it was still like very corporate and then i lost my job at the beginning of the recession what year um, oh 2008 nine, no nine? Seven. seven i was like right at the beginning like oh. literally right when it started going bad because the reason i know that is because i hit every single unemployment extension but you were also in so. publishing which has just been yeah. in the recession for right. like years now right. it seems it's funny i remember the department next to me was involved with um like text to buy they would have in the ads in the magazines and I remember they had to explain it all to us like we totally didn't get it that was only like 10 years ago you yeah. know like it's crazy it is crazy was it a job that blew or was it a job that you liked or what it's scale funny. of 1 I, to 10 I didn't mind the job it was the people it's a pe- it, it, was it is work. not the work yeah. that's hard it's the people I live and yeah. breathe by that because someone told me that once and it all it put everything yeah. into perspective my last few months what happened was a new boss my boss quit and a new boss came in and he was much younger than me 
didn't know what he was doing, like was really pompous. Everyone thought he was my assistant. Like we'd go to photo shoots and they'd be like, I'd be like, oh, my boss is coming. Like your boss is coming. I've never met your boss. I'm like, no, you met him yesterday. They're like, are you serious? That's your boss. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So spill some tea for us. Come on. What's some of the, cr- what's uh, one of the craziest things that you dealt with in know. any, and it doesn't just have to be that particular job. Like, yeah. Because you had some interesting internships. I did. And you've probably well, been around some very interesting personalities. Okay. So, um, Well, in college were most of my internships. But, yeah, I, I always had really great internships. Because I'm like, if you're going to go to school in the city and not have the college college, you know, frat experience or whatever, then you need to get amazing internships. So I interned at Cynthia Raleigh, who's a fashion designer, Saturday Night Live, um, Sex in the City. And there's one other that I'm forgetting. But... But yeah, those were... Tori Amos or something, her studio? Oh, yeah, I was a coat check girl. Okay. (laughs) All right, so tell us something crazy, because I know there was something crazy in all of those things. Something had to happen, but don't, obviously, you don't have to call out where it was. So my first day on set at Sex and the City... Okay, so she's going to tell us. (laughs) 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 Don't mention the actresses. Mention the actresses. No, no, no. (laughs) My first day on set at Sex and the City, they had nothing for me to do. I was an intern in the wardrobe department. So they're like, you know what, just go hang out on the set. We'll let you know, you know, if we need something. I'm like, oh, cool. I get to just watch them film. So they're filming at a restaurant downtown, standing outside. I'm standing right next to the camera. Wait, do you remember which restaurant that was? Yeah, actually, I do. Was that the? Blue Water Grill. Oh, that just closed, too. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, so sh- and every time I walk by, I would think about it. Um, so I was standing there next to the, next to the camera, because then you wouldn't be in the shot. And so I'm watching and watching and, like, laughing to myself as they, you know, make their funny jokes. And then someone comes over to me and she's like, oh, I need to move you. You have to go over here. I'm like, no, they told me, like, I'd be out of the shot if I stand next to the camera. Like, and she's like, oh, no, you, you know, that's right, except you're in this actress's eye line. And if she catches you looking at her, she'll completely scream at you that you're trying to distract her. I'm like, oh, my God, Ooh, I would now die. I want to know who that is. You'll have to tell us after the show. Sorry. Sorry. I was, I was like 19. It was my first big job. I was like, oh, my God, I'd die if she screams. Oh, so we should play a game. Go, which actress <laughs> no, is she no, talking about? I got mine. I know. Brooke who is super threatening. So Brooke, I would, do I would not tell us the mind. right answer, but I'm going to go. I'm going to no, I love I, I her. I don't want to disparage anyone. On, I'm gonna go on the mic. Afterwards, we can talk shit. But ready? I'm gonna go with. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Brooke still needs work. We don't yeah, need anybody, right. you know, get giving her a bad name. So those were some of the crappy jobs that maybe you had. Well, no, well, those no, internships no. sound the internships amazing. Were great. I mean, the things I had to do would sometimes be crappy. Like right. at SNL, there was one actor who like wanted me to get him coffee all the time, and then it was funny because I had SNL was a. A school internship, so I had to write about my whole experience for school credit. I did that too. Not there. It, oh, it had to be like, I don't know, 20, 30 pages, something insane. It was like a really long paper that you had to give in about your internship. But I wasn't in the union of, you know, TV union. So, like, you're not allowed to do anything. Like, you can't, if on Sex in the City, if someone, Sarah Jessica Parker, needed a bra, you can't hand her the bra. It needs to be an official union dresser or whatever. So, on Sex in, on uh, Saturday Night Live, I couldn't, I didn't do much. It was like, get coffee go get a picture frame like nothing but there so one actor would like constantly have me go get him coffee and it was really funny because like i had had many internships before then this was my last that was saturday night live was the last one and um so in my essay i like wrote about that because (laughs) i had to like sit at lauren michael's desk and sharpen pencils and i had to get this one actor coffee all the time and the teacher was like i have never she said in all her years of doing this she has never read an essay that was that like menial like and the getting coffee she's like you literally spent 
two or three pages writing about the coffee experience. I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. I don't know. Brooke is inspiring a uh, after the show podcast <laughs> out where we like, just get dirt. Like, she kind of. It's. I'm thinking of like. Uh, um, a Bubba from like Bubba Gump, you know, like uh, in, in Forest Gump, where he's like, he's like, you could get coffee with milk, coffee with cream, coffee with two but creams, you, coffee like, with sugar. For the school credit, you had to make it a certain amount of pages. So like, I had to stretch out my experience of doing nothing to thirty pages. Right. And I, I mean, had I had the, a similar experience. Yeah. I did an internship at Good Morning America uh-huh. for um, the movie credit critic Joel Siegel Uh and I mean I didn't do menial stuff like that but still to write it was a very long requirement and I didn't do enough interesting stuff so I too found myself really I used to do I did in college I did an internship at Inside Edition Uh remember that I have a friend who worked there did you really this is a this is long this is before the turn of the century (laughs) Um, so I was doing this internship there and we had like an interns room and you were just like all stuffed in there you know and then the reporters would come and say who wants to go out on this thing and you would just like jump up and I'll go you know like so I would do all the time as soon as the morning I would get in with a crew and go somewhere but there was this one kid who just like couldn't figure out how to get himself on so we would come back at the end of the day and he would be in there every day making paperclip like structures and towers and things like that. We were like, how are you spending your summer internship in the intern room with the paper clips? Yeah. It was like mind boggling. to me. Well, I think we need to get back on track though, yeah. because these internships, I mean, they yeah. were probably fun, but low right. paying. So let's, let's go back to the, so you had low that pay. job. No, this is when it was no, no pay. pay. Okay. I didn't get paid. Yeah, no, the, I didn't get who paid. Who got paid on an internship? No, I had to move here. And now there's laws about it. Like now, yeah, you have yeah. to. Yeah. But talk to us more about the jobs that you took post the corporate job where you had to, where you were trying to get where you are today. Right. So after the, I, I lost my job right at the start of the recession. Um, and then it was a lot of little things. There was a lot of babysitting. Um, it was, and a lot of odd jobs, like just anything someone needed. Like that was when I did the Tori Amos coat check room. Like everyone knew I was looking for work. So if any little day job came up, I would be contacted and end up doing that. And um, So the jobs, would you say they weren't awful? It was more, and, yeah. I've, and I've been there, it's more a, a kind of a self-image thing. Right. Because like you said before, you were yeah, being like in, your... in my, I was in my late 20s at this time. And yeah, being in your late 20s and babysitting when like your other friends have their own kids. And meanwhile, you're babysitting kids. Like it's just, God, I suck kind of feeling. <laughs> right, know, like, right. I was doing this when I was 13. Why am I still doing this? Like, so. I mean, I think, and I think a lot of people go through that. I mean, at Josh. I know, you know, you're, you, you've had some highs, you've had some career highs, but you always get brought back down to earth. You do. And, you know. You gotta keep yourself in check. You gotta find a way. And you you know know what, and what, and what would you say kept you going? What would, what would you say was the biggest motivator for you? Or maybe it was encouragement that you received? What kept you on your path? Honestly, things kept coming up. Like, so what, how my business started was I opened an Etsy shop. Um, in my last year uh, at the corporate job just because I missed drawing so I wanted to get back into it so I opened an Etsy shop and I started a blog which I wasn't really contributing to that much but about fashion illustration and then I lost my job and then the jobs kept like from blogging the jobs kept coming in so like I was contacted by Timex which is like a big you know watch brand to do their spring style guide and and you know different salons one on blow bar like a big blow bar that had me do their whole blowout menu. Ooh, maybe they would like to advertise with us. Blow bar. <laughs> blow bar. Jobs blow. Jobs blow. <laughs> At blow bar. I, I thought I saw something just there, say but it. sorry, go wait, ahead. Wait, wait, just say, say blow bar all night. At blow bar. Blow bar. Blow bar. 
so yeah, things just kept like coming up, like coming to me from blogging. Like because by blogging you become more Googleable. So I kept blogging. That was encouraging me. So like if someone Googled fashion illustration, you're higher up on the Google search results um, by having blog posts about it. So I blogged, and then the clients would just come to me, and that was encouraging me to keep going for it. And uh, the whole time I was you know babysitting, doing this and doing that. But one thing kept leading to another, and then eventually. People kept asking me to do um, live events, and I kept saying no. I was like, I can't have people watch me. I can't sketch quickly. My sketches take over an hour, and it was a common request. But and I, you know, have a fear of public speaking, and like, I didn't want to be the star of the show type of thing. Got it. So this one girl was like super persistent. She had a PR company, and she was having like a summer soiree for bloggers and influencers, and she wanted me to sketch it. And she had no budget, and I'm like totally against working for free. And um. So then I, but then I said to myself, you know what? She has no budget. Let me try it. And if I suck, who cares? Because she's not paying me. So like that, I'll, I'll try it out because everyone keeps asking. So I did it and I blogged about it the next day and wrote, you know, had all these pictures and wrote about my experience. And then a day after that blog post, I got an email from Vogue saying, wow. we want to see your portfolio. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So I went into the Vogue offices and I'm sitting in the lobby and I really thought I was going to pass out. Like, I, <laughs> I I was yelling at myself in my head, like, snap the fuck out of it. I'm like, you are going, she's going to come out here, you're going to be on the floor. Yeah. Like, breathe. <laughs> because I've done a lot of cool stuff and met a lot of cool people, but it was always for a boss or for the job right. I was doing. Never, you were like, the star. I mean, yeah. you, were the, this, you were the star. Like, to be in vogue for my portfolio was, like, such a surreal, like, I was freaking out. And I, I think I, I seriously was, like, losing, like, I thought I was about to pass out. So the, the woman comes out, and she's lovely. We go into her office. She looks at my portfolio. She's wonderful. And she says, so how much do you charge an hour to do parties and events? Oh, my God. And I have no idea. I, I Like, I don't know what this is. So I feel like, so I decide that, like, for a custom sketch, I charge, at the time, I think it was, like, 300 350 So it should be a little more than that. So I think I said, like, 450 or 500 an hour. And she goes, oh, no, I can get you much more. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You don't often get that when you go in for an interview. Yeah. So no, she, no, yeah. no, no. We are paying you yeah. more than that. That is that is the final answer. Yeah. So she <laughs> told me what the going rate was. I did the first Vogue event. Um, and then from then on, we've worked together a lot. She's since moved to another company. She hires me at, with that brand. Um she, if a client treated, you know, had me do a sketch that they wanted me to do something for their social media, and then suddenly I didn't hear from them, she'd shoot me an email and be like, "What's going on with them?" I'm like, "Oh, they like never responded." And you know, I was young and stupid, and she's like, "Well, that's insane. They need to pay you anyway." And she would hop on an email and be like, "I put you in contact with this person. You need to pay her. That's not professional." And like, wow, she so had an advocate like, in yeah, a lot of and ways. She's been like a mentor, like mentor. Yeah, she even recently she just yelled at me for something. But, right. you know, I told her something happened. and Yeah. So, so it, it, let me ask you this. How many of those kinds of gigs came along before you said, now I'm on my own. Now I got this. I want to say it was a few, like two or three years of still taking on okay. jobs and doing this. Because I'd be like, oh, if only I could get like one event a month, you know. Like, well, and also I think you were probably still like, I need to know that I'm going to have oh, something. Yeah. Because events. You yeah. can have a bunch of events, yeah. and then it goes dry for a while, right. and you need to And know. at the time, I didn't have savings. Like, now, because I'm older and it's been years, like, now I have, 
I'm fine when it's like a month of quiet downtime. You know, like I'm going away this weekend to the Caribbean with a friend. Fancy. In December, it was nonstop. I had a, a different event every day leading up to Christmas for like 14 days. So oh. then I know that January is completely dead and I can take a vacation. And how many years now or just general time have you been since that, that meeting with the Vogue? How long has that been? since? I think it's been five years. I could, I, I, it's all on my blog, so I could check the exact date, but I think five or six. Okay. I have another question. Just to yeah. go back for a second, um, I want to know when, when in that in that interim time when you were kind of sitting there and do I blog? Do I take? You said something about not taking jobs uh, for no pay, but there yeah. is there's an interesting kind of balance of that. Yeah. Do I if I don't do it for pay, then I can see if I'm good at this, if I like it. Yeah. So talk about onto that a little bit, but also mm-hmm. if you could talk on um, just where was your head at with you know where was your mentality with this kind of in limbo of which direction do I go? Where was your head in those moments? I mean, I knew I always wanted to be a fashion illustrator, but I had it in my head that all my teachers and professors, who I'm still friends with, actually, like telling me that that wasn't a job and you needed to work for a designer. You needed to go, you know. That, that what do they say now? Uh, that I'm like one of their biggest success stories. <laughs> like that's amazing. Yeah. They, yeah, so I could still be on entertainment tonight. Yeah, because I totally had a, my good. mom told me I could never do it. <laughs> And my cousin told me I would never be a stand-up comedian, so. Yeah, there you have it. We're both like. We're either both losers, <laughs> and, and Brooke is the success story, or there's still time. No, there's We're like almost time. in. Is like the door's right there. Hey, I'm, I'm having a broadcast career. That's all I know right yeah. now. So your, your mindset was, like, how did you find the mental strength to push through and say, I'm going to keep pursuing this and not just bail out on another corporate job? Or well, I was looking corporate for corporate. I was still like when I first lost my job, I was interviewing and looking for jobs and freaking out that I wouldn't be able to pay the rent. But then once I started babysitting and getting unemployment and, do, you know, like and just blogging and one things would slowly come. It was like and Brooke is a true artist. She sleeps late and stays up late. Oh Yeah, I'm like a hardcore night owl. Yes. And but that's my most creative time. Like I just there's no way I could like do amazing work at 10 in the morning. Like that's not. No, and I, I mean, Josh, I don't know about you, but when I did stand up, I thought of things when I would lay down at night. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, Mitch Hedberg has that classic joke of like, you know, I, I uh, sometimes I think of a joke, but like I have to convince myself it's not funny because the pad is on the other side of the room. <laughs> like, but it's true. You like laying down. I, I'll, I'm, iPhones nowadays? Are you kidding? You could just turn it on, type something into your notes, and I can come back to it in the morning. Well, I don't even type. I do the push the microphone button. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I have a baby sleeping in my room right now. So. Um. So Brooke, you had mentioned but that's cool though. That's that's yeah. the way to do it. I though, think right? I'm getting carpal tunnel from my phone. <laughs> I did, from too much hand? Instagramming oh, and yeah. all that. Wait. So you had a story? Did did you? So that was that story. Okay. But that's then that's that's my main story but then so I've told that I've retold that Vogue story because that was basically the start of my freelance career I've retold it many times and whenever people ask me how it got going you know I tell them that story so one time I was with an acquaintance friend in LA and we were getting a pedicure and she asked me how I got into this full time so I tell her that whole story and she's like wow that's so cool and we're sitting we're talking about it and then the Korean manicurist comes over and she's like hi excuse me I'm like oh yes and she's like, um, my client would like to meet you. I'm like, okay. And so I turned to, like, her client comes over. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. She could come meet me. <laughs> and her client is in tears and says that she was listening into our conversation. And it's so inspiring. And it tells her to follow her dreams. And uh, yeah, wouldn't like you love to know if you d- if that <laughs> yeah. story, like, inspired change? If now like, she's I'm one sure... of the people I'm watching on TV. Right? And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you might be inspiring people right now. 
They're, you know, they're writing their resignation letters and, you know, making big changes. <laughs> so comparatively, right, does this job blow that you do now or is it exactly what you wanted to be doing? No, this job is great. I, de- I definitely, it's still a roller coaster and just still, you know, navigating the, you know, being your own accountant and being your own everything, you know, not having a company and an IT team and everyone behind you. But no, I love working for myself. I couldn't ever imagine going to be in a cubicle or a desk or an office or reporting to VPs. And I couldn't imagine doing that again. Do you think that working the corporate life at that earlier age was necessary? I don't know if it was necessary, but it definitely was, you know, a good step, like, to see what I don't want. <laughs> but I think you you worked in a corporate environment, but you still were in the creative yeah, side creative of it. Event. And that's yeah. definitely much different than some corporate where you legit sit in a yeah, cubicle Like, I remember I was so right. thankful for, like, the shopping days. I had to, like, go shopping for market right. research and, like, photo shoot day I had to be on set. Because I just, I, there was no way I could do it every day of the week to be chained to that desk. No, and I have to say, I am in awe of anyone who can do what they love and make a living yeah. that way. I, I yeah. just think that must be the most amazing. Well, that's kind of why we're here, too. We want to hear people's stories like that and see if. Is that why we're here, Josh? Well, I mean, you know, I want. I, like I thought be, it was about the sausage you know, party. <laughs> this girl with the sausage party. I got to see what's going on who, with who these sausage parties. Just guessed, invite me to one so I can see what goes on. Who there. would have guessed I would be the dirty mind? Although yeah, I, I did right. come up with the name, so I'm just trying to. Right. I get the reputation for being too dirty on stage, and this one's bringing up two. Two dick jokes in the same podcast. Hey now. Right? I said All right. sausage. All right, whatever. Um, okay, now I had to, I had to, oh, I had to pull it back to my side. So, um, we have a game for you because we're trying to really make our show interesting and like create games that. Are, I, I wanted to make it boring, but you were like, "Let's make it interesting." Yeah, Josh was so. like, "Let's just talk." <laughs> um, so, Josh, you're going to do this one, okay? Um, so, this is called "Where Do You Draw the Line," just like the name of the show this episode this episode um and so we talked a little bit about your struggle and you did some babysitting quite honestly i don't think you struggled enough (laughs) i really don't no i mean i would struggle with like not knowing how i was gonna pay i know that's it's an internal it's an internal struggle i didn't have the most horrible jobs but it's because i could always like babysit or be a hostess at a restaurant like i don't know it's just did you ever babysit and be like i gotta draw this kid i gotta draw (laughs) i have to sketch this child no but i would I would draw with the kids and do artsy things. She did. She that's did. cool. I took Wait, your before, daughter for a, pedic- a manicure pedicure. We went to Dwayne Reed. We picked out our own nail polish. I have and that's photo. when the Korean woman came up to you? <laughs> <laughs> she was telling Ella the story. <laughs> Ella was too. She's like, what? I was like, I pooped. <laughs> um, so Josh is going to ask you about some other careers that um, okay. would you would you do these? <laughs> to if, be fair, I have not. Brianna wrote these questions out, and I have not read them. I'm looking at them okay, right now, and nice I'm laughing. It's that you didn't read them. <laughs> All the research I did, I Googled the, the worst jobs uh-huh. specifically for this segment. Um, so knowing that you are where you are today and your success, right. where would you draw the line? Which jobs would you do? To get you where you are, in which would you absolutely be like, hell to the no, right. I'm not doing uh, that. Of okay. the journey you've been on, would you do any of these to help <laughs> you get to where you are okay. now? Okay. Ready? <laughs> where do you draw the line with Brooke Hagel? <laughs> okay, you ready? Here we go. Yeah. First question. Which of these jobs would you do to reach your dream, and which would you draw the line? Ready? <laughs> In retail, would you be a cleaning, would you clean the fitting rooms? Yes, 
that I would do. I have worked many, many retail jobs. Okay, because I've cl- I've had to clean a fitting room. Br- with this a I know this hair. story. You got to <laughs> tell this story. I, tell I the story. I had to clean uh, the bathrooms at uh, Starbucks. Okay, like, geez, you probably went this on is, that This one. is going to be interesting. Cause that I was like your... 16, though, and I did it for a day and then quit, but still, I did it. Well, I was I <laughs> was, I was 16, uh-huh. and I had to clean a mirror in the ma- the men's fitting room oh, because no. somebody no. ejaculated on it. So would We you, would like would you to you write in, and we want you to write in and tell us, what would you rather do, the Starbucks bathrooms or the, the jizz on the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> so, Brooke, would you draw the line, or would you do that job? Well, I did. I, I think I would do okay. it just like I did at Starbucks and then quit the next day. Okay, okay. I mean, you do what you have to do. Interesting answer. I didn't think she Because I'm afraid that. of confrontation. So, like, I do what I'm told to do, and then I'm like, I'm never going back there. That's oh, just, if like, I was going to quit, I'd quit on that spot. I'll right do away. this for $500 an hour. No, you won't. Yes, I will. You'll do it for 1000 No, 500 <laughs> All right, anyway, I don't know what job this is. Who's doing this job? But Either would you draw the line at armpit sniffer? For uh. de- a deodorant brand. This is a real job. <laughs> Look, I do my research. <laughs> Where? I don't know, but it was on the internet, and the internet does not lie. So how do you like get ready for that job in the morning? There was even a like, picture like of a woman Afrin? sniffing. You're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think I could do it because I constantly have to get out of Ubers and taxis because I can't, oh. I can't take it. Okay, I got you. I okay. go two blocks, and I'm like, oh, I forgot something. Sorry. <laughs> get me yeah. Okay, and he's like, would you sniff my armpit? All right, here we go. You ready? Would you work on a shrimping boat? <laughs> like Bubba. Like Bubba. I think, well, I have motion sickness. That's a problem. And I'm allergic to shrimp, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I think if I was interviewing you for that job, those two things would be big. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. If it wasn't shrimp and if it wasn't a boat, I I mean, I like the idea of it, of being on a boat and doing a job, but I I don't think I could actually physically do it because I'd be too sick. Okay. Okay, I'm going to skip the next one because I can't believe it's even on here. No, it is a real thing. I'm not denying it, but I'm saying that I think we'll get a a quicker answer out of this one. Sewer swimmer. No way. No way. That is a real thing in Mexico City. Why is everything odor-related? Sewer swimmer? Because they're they're all strongest sense. That's your strongest sense. How about this? Would you sell sell or try to get people to sign up for those credit cards at Yankee Stadium? Because I did that, and I hated it. Well, so th- I feel like the good part of that would be that nobody actually wants to talk to you, and no one's going to do it. So it's really just getting paid to do one of those jobs where you're just sitting there smiling. Yeah, so but people, could... you have to bark at people. Hey, get a free towel. Right. Sign up for this guy. Yeah, I would do it. Okay. Okay. Would you do real estate just um, while we're talking about me? Mm, I'm not a real estate agent type. I don't know. No. Sales. No. Sales. No. No. I like the staging and the decor part. Like, I would love to be a stager. Would you be a nude model? No. Okay. And here's the <laughs> disturbing one that this she is, found. This is real. Let me read the whole thing that you have here, okay? The question is, would you do this job or would you draw the line at barnyard masturbator? <laughs> Wait, let me read what she has. The job of the barnyard masturbator is to masturbate farmyard animals for insemination. They usually have two options at hand, no pun intended. The first is to use a rectal, rectal electrifier, which, which sends small shots of electricity up the bottom of the animal to stimulate it from... I want that for myself. I, I want that for myself. I don't myself. understand how you two don't know about this. I don't understand how my wife doesn't know about that and why she hasn't brought that up at home oh yet. The other option is to do it the old-fashioned way, dash... With the hands. No. So the question is, would you 
Would you masturbate the animal or would you cattle prod the animal in the ass? I don't think I could do either. I don't think this is the yeah, job for I, me. Wait, I need <laughs> Brianna's answer on this. Brianna, you want to know if I would, would do, you it? do it? I would 100% not do it. Oh, my God. I would do it. I would do it. Oh, my God. I would do it just to say, like, one thing. I think I'd probably do the electric electric thing first. But knowing me, like, I would do it to the horse and then the horse would, like, kick, kick me and I'd go flying yes. over, like, yes. the fence, you know? Because um, I'm not as type. It. I'm not as type. Again, we are doing this for the perverts who had joined us when they missed a We have to, right. We have, we have to, like, to cater to satisfy them a little bit. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Wow. The Jobs Blow podcast is coming through. <laughs> well, it was lovely having you on, Brooke. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Please let our listeners know where they can find you. So on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Brooklet. Spell it. B-R-O-O-K-L-I-T. And my blog that I mentioned is fabulousdoodles.com. And we've also linked um, from our website, okay. so they could go to jobsbelowpodcast.com. Are you hireable for the layman, for the regular person? Yeah, yeah, I take jobs for the layman all the time. N- not not <laughs> barnyard layman, though. She's no, already yeah. made that clear. <laughs> There's some sheep out there that's like, I just want her to do it. Just draw me and then just shock me in the ass. All right, Josh, tell them where they can uh, find us. They can find us on the web at jobsblowpodcast.com. On Instagram at Jobs Blow Podcast and Facebook eventually will be there too. You can find me on Instagram or actually all the social media sites at Mr. Josh Hyman, M R J O S H H Y M A N. And Brianna, you can find at Jobs Blow Podcast. <laughs> still not giving out her Instagram <laughs> for anybody. Um, but also, can I tell you a funny Instagram story? Go. Sure. Sorry, I know this is going to make it another minute. So I went to an event recently with Tina Fey and Busy Phillips at Name Dropping. <laughs> so they were speaking and it was at the wing. And Tina Fey is like you. She's one of those people that doesn't give out her Instagram and it's private. Oh, I thought just... you meant because she's funny like me. Oh, well, that's Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so she just stalks people on her Instagram, but it's not. no one knows it's her. So she kept getting ads for the wing. And it would pop up and she would be like, oh, what is this? Or, oh, that looks so pretty. You know, and she would leave comments. Be like, no, guys, really, like, what is this? And so no one would answer. So then eventually she got another ad, you know, pushed ad for the wing and it looks all pretty. And she's like, no, seriously, what the fuck is this? And they blocked her. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> she was hilarious. Too, yeah, so she, she was, like, stalkery. Like, they're like, you guys blocked Tina Fey. But, you know, she was under another name. So you should go by yourself so people know it's the fabulous you. And you won't right. get blocked. Well, we'll see. Well, you have pictures of your kids yes, on that. I'd, I'd have to, oh, I'd right, have to right. start my own because I, I right. just... And we also want to thank uh, the artists who did uh, our artwork on our website and our branding right there. And you can find them on our website, yes. Please check them out. Uh, Jose Trujillo, who did our logo, is amazing, and he's always looking for graphic work. Right, and Mike Ohana, he did some of our artwork as well. And also Doug Ray for the music. I quit off of his... uh, his awesome album there, so check it out. We'll have links on our website to all of that. Brooke, before we go, give us one one piece of advice for the, the, the dreamer out there, the artist out there that, that wants to get there but is kind of feels stuck. What do you tell them to do? So I get emails a lot from people asking me how to, you know, do it. And my biggest advice is always to just keep keep at it for, you know, art wise, to just keep practicing, to draw every day and take any class you can, you know, because I get a lot of people who aren't in New York and don't have access to the you know, classes and sources I have access to, but just keep drawing and keep at it, and I promise you'll improve and be one step closer to getting there. There you go. Keep at it. Believe you can do it. 
And yeah, thank happen. you to the audience. We're always grateful for our listeners, whether you know us and are supporting us or just checking in. Also, please go to our website, send suggestions, questions. We're here for it. We'd love to hear from you. If there's a guest you want to hear on here, make a suggestion. We'll reach out to them. Yeah, I'm running out of friends, people, and Josh clearly has none. <laughs> so help us out. <laughs> All right. Thanks to the comic ship. Thanks to everybody out there. Well, guys, we'll uh, catch you next time. I'm too fly for my suit and tie. And I'd rather die than work nine to five. And I'm too fly for my suit and tie. And I'd rather die than work nine to five. And that's why I don't want to go to work. I just want to chill and play all day. Look him dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you work.